You're listening to Shalise's podcast. Father, we thank you for this next podcast episode. We thank you that you have something to say to us today. You have some encouragement. You have some edification. You have some direction. You have some wisdom. You have some revelation for us. And we want to tap into it, Father. We want to receive everything that you are speaking today. So enlighten our eyes. Open our minds and our hearts and our ears, Father, to hear what the Holy Spirit is sharing today. And Father, I pray that this would be a transformative word, that it would cause us to conform in a greater way to the image of Christ, that we would rise up in sonship, that we would operate as Jesus operates in faith, in a way, Father, that shifts the atmosphere and causes heaven to invade the earth. And so we yield to you fully today. Do what you want to do, Holy Spirit. Have your way in Jesus' name. Well, last week in our last podcast episode, I introduced a topic that was really about shifting your focus off of the chaos and off of the evil and off of all of the crazy things going on in the world so that we could, first of all, regain our peace (laughs) and Secondly, put our focus where it needs to be, which is on Jesus and on what is really ultimately going to matter when we get to the end of our lives, which is fulfilling our purpose. And I called the episode Peace in the Midst of the Storm. And I wanted to continue on that topic in today's episode. And I wanted to elaborate on that a little bit because Jesus acts completely different in storms than most of us. In fact, he has so much peace in storms that he can take a nap and almost become, well, not when you're sleeping. It's obvious he was oblivious to the storm. And you know, I think it's interesting that the disciples, when you, when you think about that account in scripture, how they really were upset about that. They were upset that Jesus was sleeping in the storm. In fact, they, they accused him and said, do you not care that we're perishing? Like, aren't you, why should you, why aren't you panicking in the storm, Jesus? But Jesus <laughs> was at peace in the storm because he knew his destiny. He knew that he was not going to die in that storm, that that storm was not going to take him out, that he had a purpose to fulfill the cross, and that this was not the end of the story. And his meat, he would say in scriptures, was to do the will of the Father. His nourishment, his source of life was to do the will of the Father. 
And so he could sleep in the midst of the chaos and the life-threatening situation because he had inside information. And he was on the Father's plan. And he was destined for something that was bigger than any storm that would ever try to take him out. And so I wanted to to also really chat more about this today. And I wanted to talk about how the circumstances that are going on around us do not have to steal our peace. And they do not have the power to steal our purpose or our destiny. But the question is, how are we responding to the chaos? How are we responding to the storm? What are we focused on? The wind and the waves and the threat of death or danger? Or are we focused on the Father? what he's doing, what he's saying, and what he's called us to do. There's always going to be an opportunity to focus on something external. There's always going to be a challenge. There's always going to be, as I said in last week's podcast, there's always going to be evil going on. But just because we're in a storm or just because we're in a place where it looks bleak, it looks dangerous, it looks hopeless, it doesn't mean that that's the the end of the road. In fact, Jesus and who he was was revealed to the disciples in the storm. When Jesus spoke peace to that storm and the winds died down and the sea obeyed his words, the disciples were amazed. And they said, look, this must be the son of God. Even the wind and the seas obey him. Who is this man? And so the glory of Jesus is revealed in storms. The glory of Jesus is revealed in the dark, in the chaos, if you will. And as sons of God, who are called to live in union with Jesus and be led by the Spirit, we have the opportunity in the darkness And in the storms of our current world circumstances, to be the one that is at peace and to be the one that is not moved by storms, but rather is going about the Father's business, doing the same works as Jesus, and fulfilling the Great Commission 
and expanding the kingdom of God across the earth. Today I did a Facebook Live in the group and I was practically, it was talking about this with someone who, for whatever reason, just is not able, it seems, to have the courage to take the next step that they need to take to get into their purpose. And what they shared was that there always just seems to be something coming up to hinder them. You know, maybe their car needs a repair or, you know, they're, they're a single parent. And so this expense comes up. And, and so money was a, a big obstacle for them. Per, you know, health challenges was another potential problem for why they just seem to be not able to step into the fullness of what God was calling them to do. There's always going to be some type of adversarial circumstance in our lives. There's giants that are going to be on the path to your purpose that are going to try and stop you. And if I was the enemy, thank goodness I'm not, one of my strategies would be to get the body of Christ so offended and so up in arms that they would lose their focus on the part that they had to individually play in expanding the kingdom of God. And so, beloved, what I want to ask today is, are you sleeping in the storm? Or are you freaked out and panicking and thinking the worst? <laughs> thinking that this is all going to end, you know, in death and destruction and, you know, an, an abortion of the mission of Jesus Christ. Because I can tell you, we win. Jesus Christ actually rose from the dead. He actually ascended and sat down at the Father's right hand. And he wears the victor's crown. So regardless of what it looks like, regardless of evil and dark the days may appear, the light is still shining. And in the darkness and in the midst of the evil times, the light shines the brightest. It's all a matter of perspective. Are we focused on the darkness or are we focused on the light? Are we focused on the storm or are we focused on the one who stills the storm? Learning to confront whatever it is that wants to stop you from fulfilling your destiny is a necessary lesson. Whether that is something that's happening externally, whether that's your own unbelief, whether it's your own reaction to things that are happening around you, all of those hindrances to you fulfilling your destiny must be confronted. 
And there is a maturity that comes through those confrontations that helps you get into agreement with the one who lives inside of you and, and enables you to always triumph. I love the scriptures that say that we are more than conquerors, that he always causes us to triumph, that we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. What these scriptures tell me is that there is no storm, there is nothing that can stop the sons of God from being manifested. Now the caveat to that is that it's the sons of God that are manifested. Which means that you and I must begin to operate at a higher level. We must begin to see the storms and see the things that are coming against us. And even the days and these evil times as not something that can stop us, but as something that motivates us to shine even brighter, that motivates us to rise above the natural circumstances and the natural realm to operate from a higher perspective and a higher position from the natural, which is in the spirit. You know, peace is a force to be reckoned with. One word, peace, completely shifted the storm. And there is a miracle for every storm. There is a miracle. There is a opposing force of the Holy Spirit that operates in the midst of the chaos. You know, I think it's very interesting in Genesis how the Holy Spirit was brooding there in the middle of the chaos. In Genesis chapter 1, it says that the earth was chaos. It was void. It was without form. But it was in the midst of that that the Holy Spirit was brooding. He was hovering over the waters and in the process of about to be released to bring forth something new out of the chaos. Chaos is only a problem when we don't see what God is doing in the midst of it. When we don't understand that God is hovering and moving and, and working in the midst of it. In Romans 8, 28, it says that all things work together for good for those that are called according to his purpose. And there is good coming out of the chaos. There is a victory coming out of the storm. But God doesn't always bring victory the way that we think He's going to bring victory. In fact, the victory that Jesus brought, it didn't look like the way that victory was going to come forth at all. Everybody kept looking for 
an earthly king for the next king of Israel. And yet Jesus went to the cross and he laid down his life and won the ultimate victory. In fact, it was so not the way it was anticipated that it confused the enemy. It says if the enemy would have known, he wouldn't have crucified Christ. So what that tells us is that it's probably not going to look the way that we think it's going to look. In fact, most of us look at the chaos and that's all we can talk about. We just look at the storm and all of our emotional responses and reactions are based upon what's going on in the chaos. Rather than continuing to stay in peace and recognize that the more chaos, the more glory. The more darkness, the brighter the light. And I know that that is a not natural perception. It's not a natural way to perceive things. It is a supernatural thing. But I want to remind us today that God is working and he is brooding and that we must stay in peace and we must keep our minds stayed on the Prince of Peace because we're going to the other side. And Jesus is not going to not have the victory. And it's only from that place of peace that we can begin to discern. We can discern not only what is God doing in the midst of the storm, but we can discern what our part is. And we can discern what he's asking us to do and what he wants to do through us. I said this last week and I'm going to say it again. There has never been a more important time than now for you to get into alignment and agreement with your purpose. Jesus wants to use your body because you are his body. You are his temple. And he wants to use you to still storms. He wants to use you to dominate the seen realm. He wants to use you to do the miraculous in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of whatever is going on externally. But if we're going to be used that way, it all starts, beloved, by staying in a place of peace and keeping our eyes focused on the author and the finisher of our faith. Keeping our eyes on Jesus. Practically, I said this last week and it's worth bearing mention again, it means that we're going to have to turn off 
all of the things that compete for our attention. We've got to turn off the storm. We've got to look away, it says in Hebrews chapter 1, from the things that would distract. We have to shift our thoughts onto things that are lovely and pure and of good report and to meditate on the things that the Father is doing. We need to purposely find Jesus in the midst of it all. And that is very difficult to do when we're distracted. But most importantly, I feel that it is time for us to manifest sonship. It is time for us to speak the words that God is calling us to speak. And in order to speak the words that God is calling us to speak, we have to hear the words that he's calling us to speak. And I'm just not talking about speaking and praying about, you know, global events and things that are happening in the world. I'm talking about speaking the words that he's asking us to speak that move what needs to be moved off of the path of our destiny. I'm talking about manifesting heaven as a son of God in our everyday lives. We should be speaking to those mountains that are in our sphere of influence. Instead of talking about all of the problems, there is a strategy, there is a solution that manifests heaven in the midst of them. And Jesus wants to use your words. He wants to release miracles through the things that you speak. He wants to still storms in your sphere of influence. And when you're distracted, then it's like your own garden, your own sphere of influence is not being tended. We each have the potential and the responsibility, beloved, to manifest heaven in our sphere of influence. So whether that's laying hands on the sick, whether that is, you know, speaking supernatural provision into circumstances, whatever that looks like. You know, when the world's gone crazy, heaven has to show up. And how is it going to show up? It's going to show up because you and I are operating as sons. The seen realm recognizes you. It sees you as, a, as not just a child of God, 
But as one who lives in union with Jesus, a son, you live in the son, and it is waiting for you to manifest. It is waiting for you to speak as Jesus, to speak his words, to do what the Father is doing, and to be governed by you, and for heaven to come and to manifest in the middle of whatever is not like heaven. So I am just, I guess, imploring people through the these last two podcasts to to wake up and rise in the fullness of our union with Jesus and get our eyes off of the storm, get our eyes off of the chaos and focus, focus, focus on what is true about you, which is that you are the answer to the chaos in in very practical ways that that you have influence over every single day. And that now more than ever, we need to get out of the position of being, you know, offended with the world or afraid of the world or disgusted by the world or upset by the world to get in the business of transforming the world. One person at a time in our sphere of influence. You taking up your assignment, you taking up your purpose is where your focus should be. So, beloved, I just want to admonish you. Turn off the news and get in the presence of God. Peace is found in the person of Jesus Christ. And when we sit with him and we hear from him, he has specific instructions and a specific part that he's calling us to play in transforming the planet into heaven each and every day. It may seem insignificant with everything that's going on in the world, But if everyone just does their part and everyone just says yes and does what the Father is doing, then the potential for transformation is incredible. But it starts with us. It starts with us taking personal responsibility for our mindsets, for our emotional state of being, and for our focus. So do something today that that shifts your focus and manifest Jesus. Ask Jesus, what can I do today? Who can I bless today? How can I manifest heaven today? And Father, what's my part? Show me my part. Show me the big picture. Show me my purpose. But also show me my part for today. Give me an assignment today. I want to know my assignment on the planet, but give me something today, something that is tangible 
that manifests heaven, that gets the focus off of the darkness, off of the evil, off of the things, the storm, off of all of the chaos, and, and manifest your heart, manifest your victory, manifest who you are. Just manifest yourself through me today, Jesus. Use me today, Jesus. I may not be in control of what's going on in, in the world, but I can make a difference today in someone's life. I can, I can make a difference on the planet. What I do matters. My actions, my thoughts, my decisions matter. And I don't want the scene realm to be groaning over me anymore. I want them to say, oh, finally, okay, we don't have to groan over that one anymore. There's a sun, there's a sun. And one by one by one, we have the ability to influence, influence more than we could ever imagine. I mean, where do we think the move of God that we keep hoping happens is going to come from? It's going to come from us. It's going to come from our individual choice to be the move of God. I mean, there's all kinds of movements going on around the world right now. You can I mean, I don't even want to say all the names of different movements. But what about just the move of the Holy Spirit? We keep waiting for it to happen. And beloved, I'm saying that we're the move. We have the opportunity and the responsibility to be Jesus today and to Fulfill the will of God through our lives. So, Father, I just lift up every person that's listening. And I, I, I dedicated two episodes to this, Father, because there is just such a restlessness and there is such a, such a lack of peace in the body of Christ right now. And, Father... I just declare that that is not the case anymore. I declare that we have shifted our focus, that we have got our eyes back on the truth, that we, we are looking at Jesus, the author and the finisher of our, of our faith, and we are looking at the Jesus that lives within us. We are in agreement, Father, that we are not helpless, that we can make a difference, that what we do today matters, and we are available. We are available to be used by you. You can bless who you want to bless through us today. You can touch who you want to touch through us today. And we say yes. We say yes to the overarching assignment for our lives, but we say yes to every assignment that we have along the way. We, ha we say yes to your agenda for us today. We say yes to heaven invading the earth through us today. We say yes to the words that you're wanting us to speak. We say yes to the things that you're wanting us to do. Lord, you have a big, we just have a big yes today. And so we just thank you, God, for 
giving us the, the discipline to look away, giving us the grace to look away, to look away from all that would distract, to not magnify the evil, to not focus on the darkness, to stay out of offense with every single person on the planet, regardless of their political affiliation, regardless of their political ideology, regardless of what they think about you and Jesus and the cross. And Father, we just, we just say yes to being the manifestation of your love on this planet. Father, we get out of the role of complaining and we get into the role of celebration and praise and thanksgiving and worship. We get our eyes back on the king who is worthy to be praised. And we get our eyes back on the gospel, which is the best news that's ever been told. And Father, we just thank you. We thank you that this is an opportunity to be the light. (laughs) This is an opportunity to be the salt. And this is an opportunity to be your hands and your feet, to be your heart, to be your eyes, to be your mouthpiece. And we just say yes to it all. And we give you praise, honor, and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Shalisa's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalice.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalice's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.